You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? Hello, my friends. Welcome to the second season of The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, also available on Apple and Spotify. I'm Kaya Ann, your host and a yoga instructor on the Chicago scene. I am so happy, so blessed to be here with you guys today. If you like yoga, this is the perfect place to be. And if you do not like yoga, this is still the perfect place to be. We have a lot for you all today, the usual yoga news where i talk about controversies in yoga and what's going on in the yoga world right now yoga heals where i bring on another yoga instructor speak with them about their practice about their life this that and also the weekly wellness challenge but before we get into all of that let's center ourselves let's find our center Let's take this moment to focus on ourselves, to focus on our breath, to go inward if you know what I mean. So no matter where you're at, if you are in your car, you're driving, if you're sitting on the couch, if you are sitting on the floor, if you're outside going on a walk, I don't know what you're doing. It's been pretty cold lately, so life, life has been indoors for me. Uh, since I've been back in Chicago, let's just say that. (laughs) But no matter where you're at, I'd like you to take this moment to bring attention to your body, bring attention to your toes, to your ankles, your shins, your knees, your tummy, your chest, your neck, your shoulders, your head, your face. Take note of what these things feel like. What do the clothes feel like on your skin if you're wearing clothes? (laughs) What do your feet feel like in your shoes? What do your feet feel like on the ground? What do your shoulders feel like? What does your chest feel like when you take a deep breath? breath in what does your belly feel like when you take that breath in and go ahead and lengthen your spine it doesn't matter if you're sitting down or if you're laying down or if you're walking just lengthen your spine create a nice line of energy from your tailbone to your crown Roll your shoulders up and back. Open up your heart. Relax your eyebrows. Relax your jaw. And then take a deep inhale through your nose, right into your belly. And hold at the top. Exhale through your nose. Deflate your belly. Pull your belly button in all the way. And hold at the bottom. Take a deep inhale through your nose. And then exhale, let out a nice sigh. Like, (sighs) 
releasing all the tension. Take a deep inhale through your nose, filling up your belly, letting the breath travel to each part of your body and nourish it. And exhale, let out that sigh, like pulling in your belly all the way. And then let your breath come back to a steady rhythm, to its own beat. I am centered. Let's get right into the show. Yoga news. Underpaid and overstretched. SX yoga instructors ballot to strike over pay. So basically, somewhere in the UK, all these yoga teachers want more money. That's just the gist of it. And all these yoga teachers everywhere want more money. <laughs> uh, man, man, oh man, oh man. I just think with everything in general these days, when it comes to working and money and all that stuff sometimes you just have to be a little bit creative in order to accumulate more money and I'm not mad at them honestly I hope that they get what they're asking for and especially if they are good teachers and they're really helping people and I mean yoga is important so if you're you're bringing this knowledge to people you're bringing this guidance and help to people then you know you should be able to live a nice life and have all of your needs met and be able to eat and be able to lay your head down without just feeling like you don't have enough be able to do things that you enjoy so yeah you know I hate for people to feel like there's not enough but it's generally speaking all these strikes going on lately and I mean this is on Columbia College radio station all these strikes going on lately (laughs) thank god the strike is over but all these going on like what does it say about these institutions that people feel like they have to stop working completely and band together to ask for more to ask for more support you know I don't know like what does it say about these institutions it's interesting even I don't know I just wonder how this will change the future of institutions or what's next basically when people strike one institution or one entity sometimes that entity doesn't change or sometimes there is no winning so then they start their own and then soon people will be striking that new entity and upset with the new entity and then the people will leave and start their own i don't know it's like one vicious cycle but uh (laughs) me i'm at the place where you know I feel like I'm basically having to create my own future create my own jobs with what I'm studying and with yoga because just getting a job at the gym or whatever it just does not feel like 
that can be my main squeeze and I would have enough and be able to sustain doing that. If I really want to make this my living where I'm just doing this for a living for my life and all my needs need to be met, it just seems like I'd have to get and I have to get really creative about ways that I can bring and spread this knowledge and this practice everywhere to where it takes care of me. Definitely have to get more creative than just operating within these institutions at times. You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, also available on Apple and Spotify. Yoga Hills, this week's guest, Brooks Hall, is a yoga instructor. Brooks has been teaching yoga since 2003, the year after I was born. and is a certified yoga teacher through the Yoga Alliance. Brooks brings a gentle and caring vibe to each class, challenging and supporting participants on their journey to increased well-being. Classes are structured to help participants attain their goals and intentions. Brooks' Instagram is at yoga with Brooks. If you want to give them a follow yeah so but Brooks was my introduction into yoga view and I really appreciate her classes very restorative highly recommend it and yeah let's just get into the conversation <laughs> so hey how is your day going hey Brooks thank you for coming on to the perfect prana show oh it's my pleasure thank you um, doing good today. I'm glad to be in the club now <laughs> in the yoga teacher club. And I'm so glad about it that I started a show <laughs> and started talking to all my yoga teacher colleagues more and asking about their practice, which is a nice transition for me to ask you about when you started practicing and why you started practicing yoga. Okay. When I was like, I th- I was either seven or eight years old and my um, grandmother was really into yoga. And so she taught yoga as a way to kind of cool the grandkids down. And so we did some stretching in the evening, like when people were visiting my grandmother's house. And so it was, kind of like play but also learning things about like when you put your legs up the wall how that's really relaxing and you know so um I learned from my grandmother a little bit and continued to play from there because I remember playing with one of my friends uh a little bit later in childhood and just she showed me what she knew about yoga and so like play and then whenever I had an opportunity to do it I would like and I did take a course in college maybe I took two but um, one of the last, second one I took this book from, and it's an old book because it was a while ago. I was in college a while ago, but um, it was like Richard Hittleman's like exercise plan at the time. It was like kind of a whatever a popular book with this beautiful model doing all the different poses. So for a while after that, even when I transferred to go to the School of the Art Institute in Chicago, I like had that book with me, like the teacher of that 
class, she said, this is a book you could practice with your entire life. So I sort of thought that, well, um, I will practice with this book for my entire life. So, so it had you go through these different sequences and then you would like flow you first, you did them as individual poses and then you would flow them together for a long time. That's, that's how I started anyway. So why do you still practice yoga today? Well, after art school, I, you know, did various jobs in like art type of things, like at a gallery, I created sets for theater and I found my way towards like graphic design because I had taken a Photoshop class in college. That's just how I got there at that time, because it was like the mid nineties at that time. And um, so I found my way to some production jobs, like seriously, like putting together the layouts of magazines or catalogs and things like that. And I was in a very stressful environment. And so I actually found a yoga studio that was um, not too like, kind of like in my, in my pathway, it's not there anymore. Priya yoga is, is where it was, but then there was where I met some very charismatic teachers, including Quinn and Tom uh, who created yoga view some years later, but I knew them when they were teaching like at other places, including this Priya yoga. And I just got turned on by yoga. Like I started to do this thing where I was like working, but I was like thinking about yoga. And like, then when I was at yoga, it was pretty early on that I started to create in my mind myself as a yoga teacher and like what I would want to pass along and what I wouldn't want to do from like the different classes I was taking at the time. So that's when I really kind of caught fire about yoga was at that time, it was like this stressful job situation. And I remember walking to the Sun Times building, that's where it was at that time, that job. And I would put my hands together. I was like, please, God, help me make it through this day. And I made it through the day. And it was really around that time that I found this yoga place. And I really felt that this yoga was an answer to those prayers where I just was feeling so low going to the job. Um, so yoga started to help me feel much better in my body. I started to feel much happier. I started to be aware of myself as more than just like a worker or a functioning person, whether it was a girlfriend or a friend or a it's weird. Like it's somehow I really started to discover my heart. Um, Did you ever give up like your work as a graphic designer? Like, I, at what point did you decide, okay, <laughs> we're done with that? Well, I sure did. <laughs> well, what happened at the time I interpreted it as fairly magical. So um, it started around 2002, around this thing that I, like I say, I interpreted it as kind of a miraculous thing. I had just left a long-term boyfriend, like the person who I thought was like the one, whatever, that's what my brain was making around this person. He was included in so much of my family stuff and so on. Well, it got to a point where I needed to leave. And so I did. And I moved into this little studio apartment by myself again. And um, I was studying at that time at the yoga circle and um, with Gabriel Halpern. I needed work, right? I was like doing all this freelancing work and this person worked, reached out to me from a previous job. And it just so happened that that particular um, production shop was like right across the street from the yoga circle. And I like knew it was like right across Orleans. So, and I, um, I knew because I had worked there before on a temporary basis that they didn't allow flexible schedules. 
but I also knew that they already knew my work and my ethic. And so um, I was able to convince the boss there that on, uh, from, on Tuesdays from 10 to 2, I would go over and train at the yoga circle and I would assist teaching as well. And then, so I was able to do that while I was doing this more intensive training. Like I really learned yoga to teach yoga kind of in an apprenticeship. So it was kind of like old school. That's really how I got my foundation. And I got my first work based on this apprenticeship I had at the yoga circle. So I basically continued to take freelance jobs, putting together like I was in charge of all the different parts of a catalog, working with account people and designers and photography. And I was just basically like the person who just made sure everything was in the right place. So that was that job. But then it just kind of, like I say, it was all kind of magical because it's like, I got this call about the job and it was right across the street from my yoga training. Perfect. And I was able to convince them of something that would have been impossible, but it wasn't, I was able to do it. And then, um, so I just kept doing that. And right away, too, when I that situation happened, I started to teach um, at this dance center two nights a week yoga. And then it just started to build, you know. So then I was teaching before work at East Bank Club and after work at the dance center. And then I started to get more private clients. And so I was just juggling everything for a while. I really felt like I had no time. I was working one thing or another or practicing, you know, taking my own classes like that training started, like I said, 2002, but I was working in this cubicle doing that work of just me, you know, the, the catalog, the production manager job. And I just remember just like sitting there, I felt my sitting bones in the chair, you know, the kind of like yoga techniques of being there, my feet on the floor and all that. And I was like, 2005 yoga comes alive. That was like my thing. I told myself, I told my friends, I told my coworkers, I'm like, 2005, yoga comes alive. And that was the year that I transitioned to full-time yoga and I let go of the design stuff. But it was kind of weird because it's just sort of like one job ended and it just sort of, it was weird how it worked out because it wasn't like I was like, no, I quit, I'm moving to yoga. It was just sort of like that chapter kind of closed up and this, uh, and I just kept getting more and more work, I think based on my enthusiasm, you know, whatever people were feeling in my classes and I was getting private clients and stuff like that. So it happened rather organically. So it all felt very magical at the time. Like, how did you get comfortable enough to be like, I'm done with this job? I want to raise my hand and say, I was not, I was not, I was not, I did not. I, you know what, when I was offered my first yoga job, I was like, oh my God, who the hell do I think I am? Can I do this? And so I asked my teacher at the time, it was Gabriel Halpern at the yoga circle. I said, can I do this? Is this okay? Is this okay for me to take this class on? It was like a big deal. I was like, I didn't know if I could do it. But he uh, sort of did this thing where he blessed me as a teacher. I don't know, like maybe he thought I needed a ritual or something like that. And, um, and just said, for sure, you know, and it, so it gave me confidence to know that I had a teacher who believed in me. Well, that was such a beautiful story. No, I absolutely feel turned on by our conversation. Like I really enjoyed it. It, it, So I definitely feel very uplifted by um, talking with you. Thank you. So before we go, I ask all of my guests if you are able to lead us in a quick pranayama session, just a quick breath. All right. Yes, I'll be happy to. 
I am going to call this um, a breath of self-acceptance. Um, of, and it's also a little more than that because self-acceptance can sound um, emotionally neutral, but I really mean like self-welcoming. You know, it's like every person, like you can feel it. And I want you to feel it right now, like where your hips are, if you're seated, where your feet are or the parts of you that are touching like a floor or a piece of furniture or whatever it is to feel that. And just to know that that's a sense of belonging. That's a sense of having space. And it's from that, from that sense of connection to the earth um, connection and that through the connection of like your physical body, feeling exactly where you are, feeling the effect of gravity that you can then find that stability within yourself from, and from there you might bring breath. And even if you felt more during this time that movement is more your jam, like I mentioned that before, not everybody finds that connection with self, with stillness, at, you know, just you can see what feels right for you today. But if it does feel right to allow your sitting bones to rest or to rest on a piece of furniture, however you are, just to let your body kind of find a little bit of ease, even if you're sitting upright, just like, you know, release stiffness. And then to notice your own breath, first to notice your own natural breath. You might feel your breath coming in. You might feel your breath going out. You might be not sure, you know, but just to open that space to notice uh, your breath. And you might notice it like at the base of your nose, like it might get a little cooler as you inhale, a little warmer as you exhale. And just to witness what is true for you right now. And depending on how long you practice breath awareness, you might notice certain thoughts coming through and I wouldn't want to like go to breath as an avoidance of thought, but more to breathe. And if there are thoughts, just let them kind of flow through. It's like, we're not trying to change anything just to notice how you are in this moment of space and time, just giving yourself this moment to sit and to breathe. And then in terms of the breath practice, we might extend the exhalation and lengthen the inhalation just a little longer than usual. So now I'll just invite you to do just a couple more full breaths and you could always carry it longer if you wanted to, but in this case, just to fully breathe out and to fully breathe in. Not trying to force anything, but just to be with yourself and your full breaths in and out. If you notice any tension in your jaw or your forehead or your eyes, also to let that to rest. And then this can create a nice container for your breath possibly movements of thoughts or feelings, but just to be totally welcoming for whatever comes through for you. Uh, I will be posting this on Apple and Spotify. I'll put your information in the show notes and it airs on Saturday at 10 a.m. Sunday at 11 a.m. on 88.1 FM. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably post an extended version because I'm like, we we started talking and then it felt like it was 15 minutes, but it's actually been a full hour. So, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want to use. And thank you so much. I've loved I've loved this. Oh, this is my jam. I love talking like this and you're so fun to talk to. So thank you. Thank you, Brooks. Namaste. Yeah. Do, do you, you have a different greeting for uh, or a different way to like seal your class? Um, I would just say um, 
I bow to the divine within you. And in honor of that translation of the word namaste, thank you so much. Weekly wellness challenge. You know, I've spoke about yoga philosophy a few times last season. And then on this podcast and on this specific show, it's it's a topic that's come up. So why not actually get into some yoga philosophy and follow that, follow that guideline, follow the guidelines or follow the program, follow the eight limbs of yoga throughout this season. Since I would like to go in order. So the first limb of yoga is yama. And this is part of like the morality in yoga. This is how we show up in the world. How we show up to other people, how we treat other people. And the first yama being ahimsa, non-harming, not harming anything, anybody, nature, the world, right? So yeah. And I was trying to think of, like, how could I make this a weekly wellness challenge? Like, not harming things? Like, okay. So then I started to think, okay, what's the opposite of harming? So if harming something is to like damage it, to ruin it, then I guess the opposite of harming something would be to improve it or to help it, to heal it, to recover it. And we could apply that to ourselves. Like, I know this is about how we show up in the world, but it's a cliche and it's common saying that like, I wouldn't give to other or I wouldn't do to others what I wouldn't give to myself or do unto myself, right? So, I would say this week's weekly challenge is let's just do one action this week that improves us or nourishes us or heals us. And it could be whatever you want. There is complete freedom but I would encourage everybody to just think about that. Like, hmm, what is something that feels healing or nourishing, helps me along, does the opposite of harm me, and does the opposite of damaging me? Whatever, whatever, it could be whatever you want. There is complete freedom. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but The goal is just to do it and then to do it with intention and to just think about how I'm doing the opposite of harming myself right now. I'm repairing myself. This is something that's repairing me. It's repairing me physically. It's repairing me spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but 
I'll think about it and then I might even journal about it so I can come back and talk to you guys about what I did <laughs> to repair myself this week so yeah that's the weekly wellness challenge before I go I like to end with a quote and this week's quote nam miyoho ringe kyo translating to I dedicate my life to the wonderful law of cause and effect it's just something that's been on my mind lately I had a wonderful sauna buddy the other day who was Buddhist and she started talking about Buddhism and her practice and their uh, their chant and um, she's talking about cause of cause and effect so I think though that that was a beautiful quote just because it is a wonderful law of cause and effect and I think that it gives us a lot of power so with that being said it has been a great show and again I'm so glad to be back with you all follow me on Instagram at consistently Kaya keep up with me see what my practice is looking like I'm still working on social media guys so give me grace okay (laughs) and with that being said may the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you namaste